Okay, so before we start this episode, I wanted to address uh, some things that transpired over the last couple of weeks by the time you hear this. We, the Sithless, are no longer members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. There were issues that happened over the last week. We all figured here at the Sith List that the people and the men that we are, that we had to detach from the network. So we are no longer part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. If you do want to check out the Sithlist.net and go to our tab that has all the podcasts on there, we'll have a list of all the podcasts that we love. And you just click on the logo and you go straight there. Enjoy the show. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. have spoken welcome 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 to episode number 196 of the sith list i'm your host raj dolit shahi and my co-pilots to this road to 200 the young the restless the bearded one carlos borgoyo who has pants on again by the way sadly i know Les had to double yeah, check. I, Les literally looked down to see did. if you're. I did. He had to, he had to verify know, for himself. Is fucking believing you. And I played hockey with Les, and I've been in lock with Les. I've never seen a meat gaze so often than he has in I the Sith layer. Okay, I got toes that might grab me at any goddamn time, <laughs> and I got. He's got to. He's got to be on that just fly off. He's got to stay frosty. I gotta be frosty. That yeah, voice like, you hear is Hazelnut Crunch Crunch. Les Gonzalez, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. The man we call the king, the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. How are you doing, buddy? We're on the road. If no one else is calling it, I'm calling shotgun. By all means, go for it. Hey, man. Let's do it. We're on the road. You got it. King, yeah, we're driving you, buddy. You're in the back with (laughs) the windows today. What are you talking about? The man we call El Hombre. The man who plays along with the charade. There doesn't seem to be any reason he would change. You know, I I think he feels dirty when they start talking cute. He wants to tell me he loves me, but the point is fucking mute. Mr. Eric. It's actually moot. M-O-O-T. What did I say? It doesn't matter now. I said mute? Yeah. (laughs) My name's Eric Strothers, everybody. How are you doing? I'm the grammar police. Hope everybody's planning on not having fun, because here comes Professor Buzzkill. <laughs> it's actually been a while since you did that. Maybe I really meant mute then. I'm sorry, buddy. All right. Our road to 200 brings us to one of our favorite people in the whole wide world. 
You might have heard our guests as a host of two wonderful podcasts, the Hey Hey, It's the Podcast and the Geek Dudes. Also, he's the self-proclaimed asshole in the kilt at Russell Rock. Rotten Tomatoes has rated him at 42%, which is completely a contradiction to his last name. One of our favorite people, like I said, in the world, say hello to Mr. Chris Fresh. How you doing, Chris? Viewer score at 3%, though. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I am good, guys. Good to be back on the Sith list. Now, last time I was on was episode 169, and look at Araj getting me using the numbers 6 and 9 again with an episode mm. that I'm on. But when hey, I was last on, purpose. I listened to the following week. And Araj was like, oh, that Chris Fresh, we have to put up the explicit warning. We have to do this when he's on. <laughs> now, I've been listening to this show. There's nonstop <laughs> talking about Les's nuts. Booze <laughs> chooses when he wears pants. Last week, <laughs> Pappas was so fired out of a cannon. Pap Daddy was completely out of control. Like, don't blame me. Blame yourselves, syphilis. How yeah, dare you? Have, have, you have Look every in the right. mirror. You have every right. <laughs> Look in the mirror. And I just decided. Fingers, I decided huh? to take the explicit just off completely. Fuck it. <laughs> you guys you know? are you guys are completely out of control. I think you just got to move into <laughs> geek dudes territory where it's like, yes, this is just who we are. It's on you at this point. Like we blame yeah, the listener. No, right. That's right. That's yeah. We do too because they seem to like it. So that's where we go there. I hope we're. Somewhat of a likable bunch. <laughs> a likable bunch. Depends on who you crunch, talk to. Crunch, crunch. That's right. That's true. That's right. Well, I'm glad you're here, Chris. I'm glad that you are on our voyage to number 200. We love having you on. This is going to be a lot of fun. We know that because every time you're on, we have a blast. So thank you for coming on. No, no. I'm, I'm glad to be here as you're about to hit this pretty big milestone. You guys have been running a relative short time compared to Geek Dudes, but we're so lazy with our schedule. It seemed like our 100th episode was a year and a half ago, and we're nowhere near 200. <laughs> so, like, for you guys to roll out every week and just hit it like pros and sort of build that audience stuff, you've done really well. Thank you, my man. Yeah, we try not to miss a week. I don't think we have ever missed a week, but... Well, it helps when you've got 18,000 members of the podcast, <laughs> and if one can't make it, you've got a menagerie ready to go just <laughs> in so case. so true. We got a pretty big bench, that's for sure. Yeah, that is true. Well, I appreciate it. So how's everybody else doing? Eric, how you doing, my man? I'm great, dude. I am great. The kids are totally loving learning at home, and uh, things couldn't be better. Nice. Mr. Chansky? Peachy Keen Palpatine. Ooh. <laughs> King Tom just comes with it. He's just like quiet all of a sudden. Bam. Hey, Crunch Crunch Hazelnuts, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Star Wars days were the last couple of days. Uh, oh, it's a great time, huh? It was actually pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was. Really, is Boo? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Still haven't seen Brittany? I still have not. Oh. I still have not. I have some, because she, she hasn't listened in a while, I have some, if this stuff does extend, I have some birthday plans. So. Ooh, mm-hmm. I think I know about those birthday plans. Yeah, I won't get into it. Perhaps, yeah. So so I have. Wait, wait, time out. You said you don't think she's listened to our podcast? Yes. How dare you, I know, Brittany she, Brown? She has tons of time. What the hey. shit? <laughs> hey, Boo. <laughs> Hey, boo. Yes. So you haven't been able to see your lady friend for a little while. I'm just wondering, in this modern age of technology, 
have you perhaps oh, been have you perhaps been doing some nefarious Skype or Zoom sessions? Mm. Uh, yeah, there's there's <laughs> been some Zoom Zoom on some on some Zoom. Oh, yeah. okay, now yeah. for a love of yeah. all things, yeah, you, what, definitely. Do you get? I'm gonna. Do you get worried okay, about, your little, we, uh, about your little boo um, perhaps being hacked and it being leaked out there amongst... Um... Yeah, my little boo. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to see me in that, in okay, that position, okay. go for it. Can I just jump in real have quick? Have you oh, You want to jump head. in on this? Yeah. <laughs> Chris just said that we shouldn't have ever put the explicit tag when he's on. <laughs> look where you just took the shit. I know. <laughs> like, look, look what you just did. I have not sworn once. <laughs> He's like, let me stipulate. Hold here. on, hold now. on. Hold I on. was about to say, in the most gentlemanly and uh, professional way possible, you've just taken it down that road. Yeah, it's already been. I, I, now I got to put that damn thing back up. <laughs> well, then my job here is done, ladies. Man, first five minutes in. Now, so to be man. fair, to be fair. <laughs> Chris Ooh. did not say that we shouldn't have the explicit tag on when he's on. He said we shouldn't pretend <laughs> like that's the only time it needs. <laughs> that's to be true. On. That uh, is true. Okay, fine, fine. But Go. hey, but you you just went ahead and took us all ten toes in for sure. <laughs> Attention, all astronauts! Please report to the rocket ship and prepare yourselves for blast off. Thank you. Zoom, zoom, zoom. We're going to the. Ugh. Zoom, zoom, boom, I guess. So, so boo, when you're like doing the zoom things, does it look like a game of whack-a-mole going on over there? <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is just, this is just. I yeah, think that's the, the title uh, of the episode, the, Raj, doing the is zoom. It, is that's it hard it. to get the, uh, yeah, we have, doing the zoom. The rubber mallet the and all. The rubber mallet and all. So yeah. is, it, is it hard to capture the finish, boo? Yeah. <laughs> you know, angling angling is very important. Very angling, it, like in all things, it's it, it's the viewing angle that matters. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you can pretend this is like 4D. Just have some like oil of a lace. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, in a thing of lotion. <laughs> I know I got to edit the hell out of this podcast. <laughs> None of this gold goes any goddamn where, man. None of this gold goes anywhere, dude. Man. Simple as that. All right. All right. We have to stop. We have to stop. Oh, for the love of God. But everybody's doing good. Everybody's doing great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's just get into this. Let's get into the box office. Trolls 2, still number one. Trolls 2, Sonic, Bad Boys for Life, The Photograph, and Invisible Man. The reason I'm saying these, because we have a top five list for streaming video on demand. And that's what we got there. Now, I also wanted to talk about Extraction again because it's on the way to becoming the biggest Netflix film ever. It has 90 million views in wow. three and a half weeks. And they've already green, green lit, lit, I guess you would say green lit, a number two, a sequel. And Joe Russo is writing it. Oh, man, that just answers some questions. And that's awesome. That's uh, via deadline, by the way. So 90 million after four weeks, 90 million views. Now, the success of this, does Netflix say, hey, let's do a Netflix studio thing and put it on the movie theater because it's so big and popular. Let's try to capitalize and make as much money as we can. Chris, do you see Netflix ever putting their films in the theater first instead of vice versa? No. Like Netflix's whole business is telling you you don't need the theater anymore. You, need, you don't need television anymore. 
Mm. We want you to stay home and we want you to stay clicked into our service. And just when you think you're going to leave our service, here's something else for you to watch on our service. Um, Got it. They, if they feel they could get some Oscar buzz, they might do that one week loophole where I think oh, it has yeah. to run for a week in a cinema in, I think, is it California in New York? And you can. Yeah, be, yeah. Like, like Roma did. Yeah. Eligible. They did that with a couple of other movies too. Yeah. Yeah. I could see them doing that, but which is smart because then you can go, well, look, and something Netflix related has just won an Oscar. But I think they are the biggest, one of the biggest threats to the cinema business. And it's Mm -hmm. far cheaper to have soft drink or soda, as the Americans would say, in your fridge and microwavable popcorn than it is to be spending $30 on food at a cinema. So, yeah, I don't think they're interested in that at all. Like I get where you're coming from with that statement, Araj, because it's, from an artist's point of view, it's cool to see movies mm-hmm. at the cinema, you know. It's cool for that experience, but they're a business and they don't want you going to the cinemas. Yeah, look at, no, look I, at the I, numbers. I, I totally agree with that. Look at the numbers for extraction. I bet it wouldn't have come close to that if people weren't trapped at home. Theater. I see where you're trying to go with this and then if they want to build on the buzz and mm-hmm. build and capitalize on that. But it's going to be a couple of years down the line when we finally get the sequel. It's not like we're going to get yeah, it. In a, no. It's like a seasonal thing, you know. No. People, so I don't know if it'll last that long. Yeah, people only have so much money to spend, and the movies are really expensive. Yeah. And Netflix don't want people going. Well, I'm going to skip Netflix this month because I had to go see Extraction, which is made by Netflix sure. in the cinemas. They want you just giving them th- that money. That's their ticket to driving new subscribers too. This isn't just about retention. It's about getting those last few holdouts that mm-hmm. will finally get on board. And I think you're right, Chris. They it'd be I understand the notion of being able to make the money, but it would their entire business model relies on the fact that they are the alternative to the theater. So like they, I said before though, their ceiling of getting new customers can't be that high. Uh everybody and their mothers has Netflix. No. There's plenty of people that probably have just said, I'm going to watch. Them. I don't know one person that does not yeah, have Netflix. True. Do you guys? I, I mean, but still to get new subscribers off the heat of this. I do. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. but you've also got to remember the competitive battleground as HBO Max enters the market. As you've now got mm-hmm. Disney Plus. It's yeah. people will will pick and choose because one of the reasons that cable failed was people didn't feel like they had enough control over their options. The only problem what's happened now is everything's fractured to the point that perhaps you're going to end up with five or six streaming services and then you're paying a similar mm. amount to what you were paying with a cable yeah. bill. So, <laughs> it, like, it's, it's, it's like Star Wars. That's totally true. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ex- exactly, yeah, it does. Yeah. But, it's, um, that's totally true. But, yeah, I, I think this is the new... This is the new battleground. 2020 has changed the game in people, while they'll want to get out, people want to get out and go for walks. People want to go out and go to the beaches and stuff. Like people that have never been to the beach are complaining that they can't go to the beach. So yeah, exactly. That, that's, <laughs> that's, become the, that's become the focus. I haven't heard a lot of screams of, I can't wait to go spend $1,000 to go see a movie at the cinema. Um, you know, and yeah. I think more and more people will get to know their streaming services and may even get more picky during this time. So the, the battleground is going to be vicious. That's a great point. People don't want to be indoors anymore. All right, you know what I did see? I saw Waco, by the way. 
Uh, Waco is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a six episode mini series and it was done really well. It was about the Branch Davidians and how that whole debauchery went down and how who the play, FBI and the who ATF. Who plays Koresh? The guy that any film he touches goes to shit. Me and Les talk about him. Taylor Kitsch? Taylor Kitsch. There, there he is. Oh. Taylor. I was trying to Taylor think. Kitsch. I was like, I know what he's been in, but yeah. I can't remember his right, name. Right, right. Ta- Taylor he, Kitsch. He was John Carter great from Mars, it, wasn't he? Yes, yes he, was. he was. And he's he going to be Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Yeah, Gambit. Yeah. Yeah. He was Gambit. He was, he was Gambit, Gambit oh. in X-Men Origins. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody remembers that. Yeah, you're right. For a good reason. Everything that dude touches goes to hell. It really does. Except for this. He was very good in this. It looked like he lost about 50 pounds. Well, he's he's a decent actor. No, he's, he's good. It's, it's never his fault. Right. But it's just the, he's things kryptonite, he, man. Yeah, the things that he touches for some reason just go to shit. Congratulations exactly. was, on your release good. from Hollywood Jail, Taylor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. And another Culkin was in it, by the way. Macaulay Culkin's youngest. He has three brothers, or two two brothers. I mean, there's three of them. It's, it's Kieran, Macaulay, right. and someone else. Yeah, now? there's another one, yeah. and he looks identical to Emilio Estevez. <laughs> so wow. I'm watching this going, holy shit, that looks just like Emilio Estevez. He sounds like Emilio Estevez, but he's a Culkin. doesn't make any sense. It was like I was on, yeah, on acid or something. Sense. But it was a really good miniseries, and it was done very, very well. So you should check it out. Well, I saw something on Netflix this weekend. What did you see? Uh, it's called Code 8. Oh, okay. And it's a sci-fi. It's basically about a future, a future where people that have superpowers can't use them. Uh, but it stars Stephen Amell. Oh, Mr. Green and oh, brother yeah, Robbie. I saw, yes, I saw. Now, I saw after watching this, I'm going to say now, if they're going to cast the Summers brothers, mm-hmm. why not cast the Amells as Cyclops and Havoc going forward? Oh, that's all I'm saying. That's for me right now. That makes sense. It makes. Well, Stephen Amell is very loved in the uh, comic book TV. World. Can you see him as Alex Summers and then uh, his younger guy is Scott? Just I don't care if they flip the age of whatever, dude. Just do I it, can dude. see him at whatever. He's a handsome yep. son of a bitch. <laughs> I think it's time, Kylo. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff. I mean, we had a plethora of Star Wars news. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time for Kylo to get Eric, tease Eric a little bit with his saber. If you know what I mean. Go ahead, Kylo. It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. So, hey, man, it it was May the 4th. It's, uh, you know, Star Wars Day for the masses, Yay. I suppose. And, you know, it's, I have a saying that May the 4th being Star Wars Day, and it's when everybody claims they're a Star Wars fan. It's a lot like going to church just on Easter and claiming you're a churchgoer. <laughs> yeah, man, every day is Star Wars Day, if you ask me. But we did get That's- some cool stuff. You know, there's some cool specials on video games and whatnot and just right before may the force speaking of video games we got an update for battlefront 2 really mm. good final update they're not going to support the the game anymore which i get it's you know what three years old now something like that but also mm-hmm. out of nowhere jedi fallen order gets an update too and uh yeah it's pretty neat man i forgot how cool that game is but uh there's a tons of toys out there that you can allegedly get except any stores that are around me and so hope everybody who did get them had a great <laughs> old time but something we did get and uh i think this is, was a surprise but not really a surprise the more you think about it was it was announced that mm. taika watiti is going to direct and co-write a new star wars feature film for theatrical release Look at King Tom smiling over there. He's so happy. Look at him. That news (laughs) made me very happy. 
and, and I think I think it's great news. Plus, um, Academy Award nominee Christy Wilson Cairns is that how you pronounce her name? She's going to co-write the screenplay. Here's the deal: she has the best Twitter handle of all time. It's We Write at Dawn. Oh, that's like good that. gear right yeah. there, man. I like that. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, we had that. We had some cool stuff on Disney Plus, the final episode of The Clone Wars. Uh, before we get into that, though, we also had the first episode of the Mandalorian docu- docuseries. And yes. It was a director's <sighs> roundtable, man, and it was really, really well done. Did you guys get a chance to check yes. that out? I got what, to see it. What do you think of it? I really loved it. Like, sometimes I get hesitant watching stuff like this, particularly when the series is still in progress because i'm worried something will spoil the magic for me working in professional wrestling i pulled the curtain way too far back <laughs> and to the point <laughs> to the point i can't enjoy it anymore because right. i've i've worked in it for so long so even when i watch this it's like am i gonna see something of baby yoda and the puppet and stuff that's gonna kill the fact that i'm like berno herzog in i think that baby's alive um i'd talk to the baby <laughs> Yoda puppet, absolutely. Um, so a part of me was a little concerned, but it was done really well. Um, I don't know if you guys used to watch Favreau's series Dinner for Five, but that's what it sort of reminded me of a little bit. But it was really well done. The stories were really entertaining and engrossing. Like you got a feel of everybody and how they were all different. And the main thing is that I thought they captured perfectly was everybody seemed to have not only a genuine love of Star Wars, but the show itself. So it actually makes you more attached to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that Dave Filoni was featured so well in it and the respect that everybody gave Filoni because he's such a, a knowledgeable person in this genre of Star Wars. And, and I love the story about Lucas. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting watching how these people got along, how, what Chris said, how they were all fans of not only Star Wars and the show. And it was just interesting on, so I watched it the day it came out. Two of the people in my mind that were, you know, it was weird but cool seeing not only Filoni because he's been in the spotlight because of Clone Wars, but also Taika Waititi. And, you know, just seeing him, it, it's like, we don't know anything about his movie, but we see how he's, how he plays in the Star Wars universe. And he said something about how he doesn't take it seriously, but he's serious about it or mm-hmm. maybe the other way around. And that's the kind of attitude I, I would want someone to have, not to mention everything else he's done that I've seen. Be, be, right. being good and entertaining. And I think, I, you know, I, I was talking with Steele last night and we were talking about the art of book. And I said, you know, because they like to save some material for the next book. And I said, well, the, it wasn't in the Rise of Skywalker book. We'll probably see it in the art of the untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars movie coming out, book in a few years. <laughs> and uh, just that made me smile. That's funny. Hey, do you yeah, think I with, I was, I was thinking as I was at work last night, as I'm one of the lucky ones that still gets to work, that, I was about the Taika Waititi movie and I was trying to think what would he do? You know, what's the movie he would do? And I don't think they're going to do this, particularly with The Mandalorian up and running, but a batshit crazy bounty hunter movie where Boba is actually in it and you've got that Kiwi element, which Taika Waititi could capture perfectly. Um in a movie like that, like him being able to do Boba and having to have 
that crew of bounty hunters and it be batshit crazy, I think he would do an amazing job with. That's a great idea, man. I would would love to see that. What would you guys like to see from him? I'm going to jump in right now. It'd be cool to see like a Captain Rex kind of thing. I was just going to say that maybe about what happened to them. Him joining up with him finally rejoining everything and saying, Mm -hmm. listen, I was there. And then we get him on Endor, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, in Jedi, he's... Oh, there's an issue with the character where understood. Yeah. Yes. Completely understand that part. But I, I'm just saying like, try to find a way to follow a timeline or compact it and just go, okay, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's been cruising around. Just maybe he's just a, the, the good guy, you know, that just show and, and he's there when there's trouble in town and he just does his thing. And all of a sudden he ends up with the rebellion and the gang right. and he's like, I'm here to help. And I know this better than anybody else. That's tough, man. I it could go so many ways. I like Chris's idea. That, I did too. That would be too. really cool. It's, once he said that, it's like, well, that that that's what I would want. I think it's good for Star Wars. I mentioned this on the motivators. I think it's good for Star Wars to maybe take a branch off of what it's used to doing and uh, doing something funny, something unexpected. I think would be good for the fans and good for the brand. I agree. And I, you know, I want something that's probably never going to happen, but I want the heist solo film. I want yeah. that sequel to Solo where the bounty hunters are involved, the job of the huts involved. It's him, Lando, and Chewie going on that heist together, and it'd be a wacky, crazy Taika Waititi Tatooine heist. That would be rad. I would love that. At the same time, though, his movies, they tend to say something, too. Like Ragnarok was a lot more than just a superhero had mm-hmm. you know brought to front a, a lot of issues about like anti-colonialism and things like that and i right. think him doing something as, in star wars is definitely going to have a message yeah and i'm, I'm yeah. glad what, they're going that route i think we have an email about this specific question from our boy here uh robert it's an email about taika so let's go hey it says hey there sith list now that taika watiti has been announced to write and direct the star wars movie do you think he will make a Star Wars movie in the same vein that he made Thor Ragnarok, or will he stay on the Star Wars style of movie? The last time a director like him came in to write and direct, it didn't work well, i.e. Lord and Miller and Solo. Hope everyone is doing well. Stay safe. Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Thank gonna, you, Robert. I was going to bring up that last part. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. When you watch the documentary, he says that he loves having Favreau and Filoni there because when he tends to get off course they bring him back they're like bumpers yeah they're like bumpers they bring him right back so he stays focused you're still gonna get crazy but you're not just gonna get like do whatever the hell you want crazy you know what i mean the thing with the difference between phil lord and chris miller which i love their work man my family are big lego movie fans they hit we have the demographic that those are aimed at all over the place here they're super well done the humor is really good the dialogue's funny but that's a completely different thing than what you'd want in a Star Wars film. Thor Ragnarok is funny, but not it's not in-joke funny, self-referential funny, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more funny, mm-hmm. uh, like the uh, Lord Miller stuff is. And so I think if you tried to go that far with a Star Wars movie, maybe that's the brand of humor that pushes it a little too much. And I, I think there's your difference right there. Yeah. They do a lot of improv. They let us run off script. So I don't know if, if you can really do that with Star Wars. 
stay on target. <laughs> the and speaking of that documentary, by the way, back it up just a little bit. Filoni's story about getting the call <laughs> from Lucasfilm that is Classic. worth the price of admission, right there. Yeah, he he so tells great. the story really well too, and it made me like him even more. So that was that was pretty neat, man. Yeah, there was. Uh, before we hop into this Clone Wars thing, I guess let's hit this this Hayden Christensen rumor since it is heating up. I just searched a little bit more, and uh, there's some pretty big leaps in here. But according to L R M, I thought you were going to say El Hombre. <laughs> no, according to El Hombre online, but L R M online. Okay, when I searched this, I found a. Uh, uh, Oh gosh, what's the name of the website? We got this covered, oh. <laughs> and they're going. And if you'll recall, we had this scoop a year ago. It's like guessing is not a scoop, okay? No. But anyway, it said it starts out. It looks like Disney or Hayden Christensen are not done with the Skywalker saga after all. Uh, blah blah blah. In talks with Hayden Christensen to reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker in the, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. So on and so on. It might sound crazy, but here's the, it, here's the deal. Our source mentioned that this would be, of course, neither confirmed nor denied by everyone at Disney and Lucasfilm, including Hayden. The plan is to announce this news at Star Wars Celebration, along with Rosario Dawson being cast as the live-action version of Ahsoka Tano. This makes sense on why Star Wars Celebration has not been canceled yet. Whoa, is that why? It hasn't That's, been oh. That leap at the end is what yeah, come on, almost man. discredited this whole thing for me. Maybe there's some truth behind this. Maybe there's not. I don't think a Hayden Christensen appearance in the Obi-Wan movie is necessary because of when it takes place. He's already Darth Vader then. Who cares? I, I, if you're going to do some flashback, that's cool. He would have been better in The Rise of Skywalker. But would I take some weird appearance in Obi-Wan versus no Hayden Christensen? Sure, I would. I think that'd be neat. I just don't know what you would do with How? the story. How the hell would you do it? How the hell would you do it? I want to go. I want to go cray cray for hey hey in some form of Star Wars mm-hmm. medium, but I, I don't. It's also more I want it for him because he copped so much shit for so long, yeah, <laughs> and you know a lot of it wasn't his fault. You know, like I'm not sure DiCaprio could have made that stuff no. much better. And I, you sort of want to see that triumphant return. It's why I want Jar Jar back because for Ahmed Best, you know, I think mm-hmm. genuinely there's a generation that would warmly accept it done in the correct manner. I think it's the same for Hayden Christensen's um, Anakin. And the other thing with this news, it's sort of like me with aliens. I want to believe that they exist. So... I lean into stories more when it's something I really want, but this uh, there's no credibility <laughs> to no, this not. story from moviepoopshoot.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, and I, I would love to see Hayden Christensen come back as Anakin Skywalker because, man, when they brought him out at Celebration, mm-hmm. that place went crazy oh. for him. And uh, this was in Orlando. It was an amazing... Mm-hmm 
time and you can tell it meant a lot to him mm-hmm. but again just while chasing this elements of this story down to see what's going on you see in the comments he was terrible in the movies what this is pointless and so mm-hmm. on and so on it's like wow what i was talking to eric a couple of days ago and it was actually the i think it was the may the 4th and i said okay it's amazing day today i get to watch star wars with my son for the very first time even though he doesn't know what the hell is going on but i got to watch empire i did all my favorites, but I did some prequels on purpose. And watching that, I told Eric, God damn, I wish the writing was better because the movies are pretty great. If the writing was better and the dialogue was better, then nobody would be complaining about anything. If you can make Natalie Portman not be a good actress, then something's wrong. Okay, because yeah. she's a fantastic actress. I, I watched right? Attack of the Clones. And so did I. That's the one I watched. <laughs> yeah, and the thing that popped me the most about Natalie Portman was when she gets rescued in the desert and starts running, it is yeah. hilarious. Like, if somebody yeah. can make a gif of that, I use it all the time. But before we cry too much for <laughs> Hayden Christensen, I know I was, dude was married to Summer from the OC for a very yeah. long time. Rachel Blisson, right? He had, yes. a, good, he had a pretty good run. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. He really did. And if you want to watch his acting ability, there's a movie called Life as a House. He is mm-hmm. phenomenal mm-hmm. in that film. Check it out if you think he can't act because he is great in that film alongside Kevin Klein. We we watched uh, Revenge of the Sith just to keep that feel-good feeling going from oh, the yeah. Clone Wars finale. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And, uh, you know, I'm watching my kid, my little boy, and he's watching... Anakin losing his mind and he's like yeah I think Anakin really got things figured out it's like I'm gonna start sleeping with one eye open man <laughs> yeah no shit but, but no you know what that movie it's I appreciate the prequels now so much mm-hmm. more than I did mm-hmm. when they came out and it's the writing's clunky the visuals sort of take me out of it some of the times but man it was a grand vision mm-hmm. and uh don't let certain execution quirks make it not work out for you because the overall story, not the writing, not the script, but the story is pretty solid stuff. And the characters are great. And there's lightsabers for God's sake. And I know we're about to leap into the Clone Wars, but I think a lot of people don't realize that they've been hoodwinked in. I've heard a lot of people go, I don't like the prequels, but I really enjoyed that final arc of the Clone Wars. And it's like, don't you understand that final arc of the Clone Wars resonated with you because Revenge of the Sith impacted right. you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing I've always liked about Revenge of the Sith, and it still gets me every time I watch it, is I've still got that sense in me of I wish this event or this thing wasn't said which triggered this event which triggered this, which triggered this. And it's always that thing of, no, don't go do that. Don't head down this path. And it just, it's just, it should be retitled Star Wars, a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Uh, and, you know, sp- the, heading into Clone Wars, it really helps put, it, it adds weight to how quickly everything went from being this way to being this way. And it's seeing it like this additional material that was happening at the same time, like really made that hit home for me. 
that's how quickly it went. But are you ready to talk about some Clone Wars? Absolutely, sure. man. Absolutely. Okay. By the way, Boo hasn't seen it yet, but he said that's okay. We can spoil it and we can do what we were going to do, which is watch the last two minutes go how together. How did Boo go from go someone nuts. who watched everything to watching almost fucking nothing? Mm. Yeah, what happened to you, Boo? In quarantine, what's Gotta going call on? Your ass out, we man. know. We yeah, know what's what I had to bring we, you. We know. Oh, what we know what Boo's watching. watching. Oh, that's why. Oh. <laughs> we know what Boo's watching. Prepare yourselves for blast off. Thank you. Damn. Oh, damn. I get it. Totally fine. You could still actually Netflix party and chill. You know, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. There you, you could. go. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah but I, yeah. It, it would just be kind of on in the background, to be honest. That's so. the point of yeah. Netflix and chill. I'm going to mute it anyway. So, uh, what even happened? Sorry, let's just have oh, sorry, guys. I had, to, yeah. I had to get that out. Let's sure, do it. Let's roll. Sense, Chris. That's what Boo said. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, settle down. We're trying to talk about Clone Wars for good. That's right. <laughs> Reel it uh, in. Reel it, we, in. We, Reel it in. We're talking about season seven, seven, episode 11, which is called Shattered. Shadoobie, yes. And episode 12, <laughs> Victory and Death. And what I don't want to sit here and go over this beat by beat, but just sort of the the overall thing you've seen revenge of the sith well here's what's going on at the beginning of shattered they've captured maul the mandalore is trying to figure out what to do they've they're on a on a ship going through hyperspace and maul's in this <laughs> in this uh the lambs man, gear. hannibal lecter yeah get up um this thing that the mandalorians had invented a long time ago to to like keep force wielding maniacs at bay and the way they did these episodes the music told the story Ugh. there were huge lengths of no dialogue and the mood Raj and i were talking about this the music is not star wars ish but it's totally star wars like it felt so much like star wars in there but the the take on it the composition style the instrumentation style completely different but man did it add gravity to the situation and there's something about so i have two kids my little girl is almost eight and my little boy is almost six and when we watch shattered and what happens in this is ahsoka is on the bridge uh she basically feels Anakin, Anakin and uh, Mace Windu's confrontation with Palpatine. Anakin chopping off Mace Windu's arm and the whole bit. And then Order 66 happened. And watching my kids watch that, I mean, I was not joking. I tweeted about this and I was totally serious. My kids have not been silent for that long when they were awake. <laughs> since they've been born i mean you wow. could have heard a pin drop man and and just yeah. watching it all go down was tremendous and what we're watching happen is the end of revenge of the sith from ahsoka's point of view and it is heavy and intense and everything about the execution of it was fantastic i don't feel like we need to sit here and go over it beat by beat but you no. need to watch it. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Because what makes this thing magic isn't about all the technical details. It's about how you feel when you see it. And they, Kevin Kiner, home run. Okay. This, the 
script writers, the animators, everybody. This couldn't have been better. I don't think it would be possible. Yeah, the last four have been just, just probably some of the best Star Wars things I've ever seen. And you're right, Kiner. They need to give Kiner a lead in a motion picture. Let him do a score on one of the Star Wars films, and uh, let him run with it. Because the last, especially the last episode, I told Erica, I felt like I was watching Blade Runner a little bit. The, the, it sounded like Vangelis mixed in with John Williams. It was crazy to me, and it was, and it worked, and it was beautiful, and it was haunting. We're gonna watch the last scene in a second, all of us. That last scene is like, it was, there was like I couldn't utter a word after it and Lorena was like watching me going how was it and I was like I, I I can't I don't know it was it was just like all this and I'm not a huge Clone Wars guy I just started getting into it now um, but it, yeah, it definitely affects you it was it was very very well done good job Dave Filoni man I'm happy for Dave Filoni that he got to end it this way and fans are loving it I haven't been on Twitter um, in the last couple of days so I don't know if fans are are like hating on it because you know they always hate on shit. But I haven't heard any fans hate on this thing yet. Have you guys? No, no. no. Like, Which is a hard thing to fucking do for Star Wars. If Go you, ahead, Chris. If you had have told me that, like, because I've I've always been, especially back in the day, I accepted anything Star Wars gave me. And if you had have told the me that walked out of the cinema after I saw the Clone Wars animated movie, where it was the first time I sat so- something and thought. I'm not, I, I didn't really dig what I just saw, you know, like yeah, that, that, wasn't, was. that wasn't for me. And to the point I right. didn't actually jump into the Clone Wars series, I think until series two, because I was like, oh, I think this is just Star Wars. It's not going to be for me. If you had have mm-hmm. told me that they're going to do a series of it. And by the end of that series, you're going to be just as invested in that as you have been in anything Star Wars has been produced. <laughs> I wouldn't have right. believed you, but it was absolutely, that's what happened. Great point. That's exactly my take on it. I was not into the movie. I know Boo really loved that movie and the style stinky. of animation. I was not into it. <laughs> yeah, sticky over there. Jabba's, Jabba's, Jabba's little, yeah, Jabba's little boy or whatever it is. Yeah, but this is, you're right. King Tom, what do you got on this? Um, yeah, I don't have anything new. It was beautiful. The, the visuals, the audio, the emotions. Uh, you guys mentioned how there was a lot of silence, especially in the first, in the Shattered episode. And it all meant something. It wasn't like, okay, it's silent, get to whatever's next. It was just there because as Star Wars fans, we knew what was going to happen. We knew it was on the way. And it's, it's like the, the, that one um, episode of The Simpsons where Lisa dumps Ralph and Bart pauses the VCR on the moment his heart breaks. That was what it w- was like watching these episodes. And, um, the second one, there was just so much action and it was all done so very well, even though, again, it was heartbreaking. Uh, you know, the, the decision, the moral decision that Ahsoka and Rex had to make over how to save themselves but not kill the clones. And then the ending, I didn't even know I wanted that end, but it was, it was great. So there's a couple of big standout moments for me. So in Shattered, when Palpatine says execute Order 66, and you see Rex. Rex was the runaway superstar mm-hmm. of this. And you see his hands start trembling. See the helmet fall out of his hands. And because he's an arc trooper, he's got the pistols. And he pulls them out. And I mean, he's, he's shaking. And he, he tells her what to do. And then just starts firing. And, and the emotion in that. And 
the way they made it come together was something. But then, and si- so seeing Ahsoka fighting these clones, the basically what she probably feels like the only friend she has left in the world. And it, it was so heartbreaking, man. I realized that I like had my hand up, hand up my mouth and I was like starting to cry. And, but then in the second episode, Victory and Death, there's a scene where Ahsoka and Rex are talking and they're trying to decide what to do. If they try to leave, they'll have to go through us. So what do we do? Fight our way to the shuttle? There are too many. Besides, I don't want to hurt them. I hate to tell you this, but they don't care. This ship is going down, and those soldiers, my brothers, are willing to die and take you and me along with them. And Ahsoka reaches up and takes Rex's helmet off. And you see a tear streak down his cheek as he turns his head. That was so perfect. It was perfect. And it... The the voice acting in this was amazing. And if the people that we saw on the screen in animated form were actual people and it was live action, people would be shouting from the rooftop that they were some of the best acting they'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was that freaking good. And then the ending. Eric, why don't we watch it? Why don't we watch it all together? Sure, sure, man. Let's do that. So does Ahsoka here, it's a beautiful scene, Ahsoka here, this, she fake Rex's death as well. Is Rex's helmet there as well? Yeah. So, okay. hang on, they put Rex's helmet in the, in the center. Okay. Got it. She looks so great, man. With the haunting image. Oh, okay. There it is, yeah. Music so good. I do like the music, but I think almost silence or just having. Well, you're gonna get that next. Scene. But almost having just stillness would be. You're gonna almost get more. You're gonna get it. I didn't know Ahsoka was orange. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'll kill you. <laughs> I don't think that was Rex's helmet. That was Jesse. Yeah, that's Jesse's helmet, right? Yeah. 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 yeah okay, I thought so. Okay, so that was that scene. So what we just saw, Ahsoka drops her saber on the grave because the, according to the Ahsoka novel, just Mm -hmm. FYI, there's some inconsistencies between that and this, but they faked Rex's death and left her sabers on his grave as like a trophy, like he killed her. Yeah. Was Mm -hmm. the implication, but obviously that's not what they did here. So anyway, here we go. Certain amount of time passes in between then and now. This is the animation that I've been begging for. Fucking beautiful. I love the OT look and feel here. Yes. Those Stormtrooper models are from Rebels. (laughs) The helmet. They have a bit more texture. The models are, but they have a bit more texture. The 
music's so good. See the Converse flying up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. thinking at this moment yeah that's my only question man is and then a beautiful shot right here why is he there what is he look at that look at that it's not, shot. It's not why is he there Ugh. oh no no not not his question i'm just wondering oh mm. i love that you see created by george lucas i mm. love that key oh. question struthers would your would one of your lightsabers survive that long in the snow <laughs> You know what's so funny is I was actually going to make a crack like that. You can tell I built that. It still works after all that time. Like, yeah, I, right. The kyber crystals. I, I was I was strong. wondering with that, is this one of Anakin's personal missions where he's trying to track down what happened? That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wow. but you see all the probe droids and you wonder if this is just the probe droids found this wreckage because it looks like Several years have gone by. I just, I don't yeah, know. Obviously. Yeah, I think so. Five to ten years, I would say. And well, you see the wrinkles on Vader's face. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was really noticing. <laughs> anyway, the uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, my my thought would be that he was chasing this down. It was like a personal mission of his to find out what happened to Ahsoka. And mm. because, you know, all those clones were MIA. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would think that because the last time he saw her, he knew she was on a mission with those clones. The way they pulled that off, I wonder if the idea is, it's, I think it's supposed to leave the understanding for the Empire's sake that Rex is dead, Ahsoka's dead. But would it also be that Ahsoka left that saber there as like, hey, you tried. And even after all of this, I wouldn't, I still respected these clones. I still respected these people, even after what you did to them. Wow, and that's you, you didn't get me and I'm still out here. Well, and I wondered about that. The one thing I'm, I'm not 100% clear on, on obviously what could be felt in the force and what couldn't is Ahsoka didn't want to believe that Anakin had been groomed and Mm -hmm. lashed out at Maul because of that. Did she know deep down it's true? And did she know that he's connected with all of this? Or do we think she didn't know? I I think she's in denial. Has she she dropped that saber knowing that Anakin has turned? Or has she dropped it thinking he's been killed in Order 66? Ooh. I think she dropped it knowing that he's been turned because mm-hmm. she hears in the vi- she has a vision in Shattered of right before Order 66 of the scene going down in Palpatine's chambers where mm-hmm. Anakin is or you hear Mace Windu screaming you see Anakin chop his arm off and then you hear Anakin say, what have I done? And what was cool, by the way, is they used the actual dialogue from the movie mm-hmm. until the what have I done line. It was, it was Hayden Christensen and Matt Lanter on top of it. 
no oh, that's cool to bring it back that. into clone wars land but uh but she felt that and it rocked her world and also there was uh on the mortis art she was wasn't that the mortis art king tom where she was given the like a foreshadow that this was going to happen yeah she sees an older version of herself and i don't i don't know that she sees the mask i think it's anakin who sees the mask she does freak out later on in rebels but i think that's more because it's a realization of that a that is that was anakin but also exactly how evil he's become and she doesn't realize it fully until he break she breaks the mask right and sees the eyes yeah she doesn't want to believe it right she, yeah i think the one thing we can take away from this is never think the best of people Hmm. You know, yeah, right. you can't argue with right. that. Trusting, yeah. trusting that cops would do the right thing, trusting Anakin could, would do the right thing. All these things led to this horrible thing. So everybody, right. always keep that one stink eye on everybody that comes into your life. Yep. My boss always tells me, "Hey, if your mom says she loves you, check it out." <laughs> That's yes, all. he does. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, but it's true. Right, what sucks is right. The best four now it's done. I hope Filoni sees the reaction from everybody, and his next animated project has this kind of feel. Don't go back to Resistance and early Rebels, and the last season of Rebels was pretty good. But I want something in this vein: the seriousness, the music, the animation. We this is exactly what we want in a Star Wars animated feature. Araj, the the one thing I think a lot of people get confused on when they're asking for certain animated series and that is the inevitability of the amount of episodes and the length of time leads to clunker episodes and arcs that drag out and stuff i think if you want something that feels like this it has to Mm -hmm. be an animated feature not a series it's fine with me yeah i don't think I, i i think animation has shown time and time again that it's very hard for a series to keep quality up. Um, right. Like, and we're super lucky. Let's let's also remind ourselves of this, of how lucky we are that we got to see this because this was done. You know, yeah. like Disney Plus needing content, letters to everything. And the fact that we got to, like, Filoni and the people that worked on Clone Wars, not just him, there's a lot of people, talented people that worked on this, went to go out their way. Because mm-hmm. it didn't go how they it, they didn't go out how they wanted to go out. Like I think wasn't there quite a few episodes that in the end we didn't get to see. And mm-hmm. if this is how the Clone Wars chapter ends, it couldn't have gone out any better. But I think with Disney Plus, there's a real opportunity to animated features. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally know th- on board with I that. I know they don't get that weekly suck you in. Um, keep you going sort of thing, keep you uh-huh. subscribing, which is what drives their business. But um, they've they've gone to hell now. But, Les, I don't know if you watched your King Tom, but back around the early 2010s, DC's run of animated movies were mm. awesome. You know, Even up till now. Yeah, yeah, they're still doing it. Yeah, they, Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I wanted you in on the conversation because I felt like at a certain point after maybe – Dark Knight Returns, the quality sort of dropped on them a little bit. But you can do really good animated feature films and have Mm -hmm. people want to consume that. So I think if we want quality product, 
that's the best way to go because I think a series is inevitably going to struggle with it. And uh-huh. also, as a He-Man fan, when I see that owl flying around, I keep thinking it's just going to transform into Ahsoka because I just think of the Sorceress and Masters of the Universe. That's right. That's right. That's right. God, if you haven't seen it, and if you're if you're not into Clone Wars, and if you haven't seen any other ones, like like Boo hasn't seen any other Clone Wars, but you need to watch this season. If you're a Star Wars fan, watch this season only because of Rafa. Nothing else. But, <laughs> but you definitely need to watch. I was a little disappointed Rafa didn't show up again. But here is the cool thing. If we do a live action Ahsoka Tano, there's a chance we might get a live action Rafa. Leah Remini, man. That's who she reminded me of. I'm a big fan of hers. Until she got a little older. Oh, yeah, I'm a big really fan of hers. fake fingernails gross me out. No, I don't like that either. Oh, I'm like the same either. with you guys on that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't do it. There's two things, long fingernails, and then when they have the, when, when uh, the, the Velociraptor claw comes out, you know, on the, on the, like, if they're wearing open toes and they're, like, other Ugh. toes hanging over the shoe itself, like, the, ugh, looks like a Velociraptor tapping in Jurassic Park, can't do it. <laughs> I just can't do it. No matter what, I was like, oh, no, I'm done. Yeah, those are the, my two pet peeves. But Clone Wars, fantastic. Boo, you have to watch it, and we want a full report. Does that make you want to watch a little bit more? Just oh, the yeah, final the, four episodes. Yeah, no, I, I have to watch it all. I know. I know. Yep. No, but eventually I will watch it. The whole the entire series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Chris said, there's clunkers in there, oh, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. There's like arcs that are not very good at all, it, but just get through it. Yeah. If you go, go to StarWars.com and look for uh, the 10 must- see episodes of the clone wars whatever clone it's called wars. and then when you get to number nine watch the episode directly before it first and then number nine and then ten and then watch the last eight episodes of this final season and you've got yourself something and don't yeah. pretend like you don't have time to do it <laughs> so busy yeah zoom zoom boom zoom zoom boom boom <laughs> all right <laughs> there's an uh we we did okay <laughs> don't do that don't do that <laughs> all i want to do is zoom, zoom. <laughs> and a boom boom just shake your rump oh, no. email from andy c actually let's talk a little bit about this because it does have something to do with homers hey guys hope you're all doing well you guys are absolutely crushing it the past few episodes thank you buddy I was wondering now that Just we've seen, few. yeah, everything else sucks. <laughs> I was wondering now that we've seen the end of the Clone Wars, what's best Disney content that they've ever done? For me, I'm, sh- I'm still unsure at those last two episodes were pretty epic. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Hazelnut, Crunch, Crunch, Andy. <sighs> These last four episodes were up there for me with this Disney era of Star Wars. I will just say that. And that says a lot. Uh, and I like all the stuff that we've done. I mean, I'm biased towards Star Wars, obviously. I watched Rogue One the other day. Um, on May the 4th. I love that fucking movie. That might be, I'm going to get shit for this, my favorite Disney era Star Wars film from start to finish. I absolutely love that movie. You're correct in there. You, you like should, that one too? You should like it and you should love it. I loved it. I loved it. Hey, H job liking what you like, man. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. You right. don't, you shouldn't even be saying I'm going to get shit for it. It yeah, shouldn't true. fucking matter. I do love it. I, what I you absolutely like love and it. what you love. Uh, as far as the content, if, He's asking what's the best Disney Star Wars content? Yeah, he's saying after these two, he's still debating. He's on the fence because he really loved these. Ep- he said they were pretty epic. I so mean, these might be up there for him. Did you, you watched the last two episodes. Yes, last four, right? yes, I did. They were pretty amazing. They were great. Yeah. They were great, especially knowing how it also helps tie everything together. It makes me one. The, the prequels are better now because yes. of this. Now me. you know what's going on. And it's you know? awesome to see that this is the C plot or whatever. Yeah. And it's been blown up to have just 
major relevance. So not only that, how big is the Ahsoka Tana show going to be now because of how these last two episodes played out and how epic Ahsoka was in these last two episodes? Right. And you can't deny it. There's no denying that she's now going to be, at least for me, I'm going to say she has to be catapulted up as one of the top all time favorite characters. She's going to be. You're going to get this whole, we're going to get this whole generation or at least this whole new develop even more of an appreciation for her. She's the Harley Quinn of Star Wars. It is. You have to, yeah. She started an animation and became this big thing. Harley Quinn was never in the comics. That's true. Ahsoka Tano was never in the original stories or the movies. The Harley Quinn of the Star Wars. Ahsoka Tano is, I mean, she's just epic. And don't get me wrong, I love the sequel trilogy. And I would be, it would be very difficult for me to say I liked one, the animated series more than the live action, but man, as far as just sheer badassness goes, Ahsoka, you, you'd be very hard to beat that. And the feeling you we all got after that last scene that we just watched—I mean, that's a movie theater feel. Like yeah. you walk out of movie theater feeling that way. That's how I felt watching that. So well done, Disney. Well I, done. I, I love the Clone Wars, but I'm still going to say the Last Jedi. Okay. I, I oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I get that. I think the fact that we got, for me, like I, I'm happy that we're getting as much Star Wars, Disney Star Wars content as possible. I always say give me as much as possible. But the Mandalorian, the fact that, you know, we got so many episodes and they all had something that was really cool about them. For me, that's been the best thing to come out of the Disney era of Star Wars. All right, let's get into some pop culture. We have ourselves a Joe Exotic. We have somebody that has been casting. Nicolas Cage is set to, to start in a scripted series centered on Joe Exotic, the subject of Netflix's Tiger King. I know we don't talk a lot of Tiger King on here, but just want to throw that out there. Nicolas Cage is still alive, and he's crazy, and he's perfect for this role, if you've seen. Uncaged Caged? Uncaged Caged, nice. <laughs> Very well done there, Les. Want to throw that out there. Also, Tom Cruise, speaking of crazy, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk are zooming up into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> to boom, boom. <laughs> to boom, boom. To film a movie up in space. The first feature film ever done in space. I think I have an idea. So not the upcoming Mission Impossible, but the one after that. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise wants to ride a missile. So he's, they're going to say it's a nuke and he wants to ride it back into the atmosphere before it detonates. It's very possible. Because he, he literally has a death wish. You know who's really pissed about this, though? James Cameron. <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Tom. Trying to, be, trying to be me in space. He's like, underwater is the real frontier. <laughs> right. That's where you should be right. filming. But That's where it, the cool shit it is. It is. I keep talking about the ocean. Don't get me started on my rants about the ocean. We <laughs> feel we have control of the planet Earth, yet we don't know exactly what's going on down there. I'm telling you. Nope. It's, it bothers me greatly that when we're, I agree. In, that we're, we're in the ocean, they're in control. Forget space. It's down in the water that we need to worry about people. That's right. That is 100%. I agree with you, Chris. Like, there's, we are powerless in the water. Like, Pressure-wise, like, if we go too deep, it cracks. Like, we can't handle the pressure. Yeah, nope. that's Damn true. It. Nobody will listen nope. to me. It, I, I'm it listening. Is, no, it's crazy shit. I'm listening it is crazy shit. Man. That's why I'll never go scuba diving. I love the water. I love the beach. I love be- snorkeling. 
I'll never go down scuba dive ever. You, you have a, a slim fighting chance against a bear on land, but you got zero That's chance. That's right. It's against the shark in the water. There's a commercial. I or saw a the blue whale. No, I saw a commercial <laughs> with with somebody like diving, and there's a gray whale in front of. Oh, you're her. fucking dead! What are you? Doing? I, I told Lorena, literally shit myself. I feel like get the shit away from me. I can't talk to it. It's gonna if it breaches <laughs> it, it you you're dead. You're dead. I'd have a heart attack <laughs> in the water. That like people have gone fishing in small boats and seals jump in the fish in the boat to get the yep. fish and sink the right. boat and kill people. Seals That's, don't trust those mm-hmm. balls spinning on their nose. People, they're nope. savage killers. <laughs> Savage killers. Uh, exactly right. Yeah, that is. I agree. They're clapping their Scary way to our, at our death. They're clapping away at the end of humanity. <laughs> Except for those beluga whales, they're always smiling. I love those. Damn Man, but they got teeth things. too, and they'll drag but your ass underwater. But they're smiling while they too. Even their piss are smiling. Don't even start. Doing I love beluga whales. Manatees will kick your ass too, man. They're mm-hmm. bigger than you think, dude. Yep. Uh. Wake up, it's 1984 or it's 1993 because we might be having a Demolition Man 2. Oh, I'm Sla- so behind this. Sla- I knew you would be. That's why it's on here. Uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, was on Twitter or Instagram or one of the social media things and they did a Q&A and they asked him, and this is what he says, I think it's coming. We're working on it right now with Warner Brothers and it looks fantastic. So that should come out. That's going to happen. Demolition Man 2. So <laughs> I love Demolition Man. <laughs> Is, it is it, it it's one of those like shitty shitty eighties movies action movies, but it's so good. I love Demolition Man. Well, Wesley Snipes is the shit. You you'll be there. Well, he ain't, he ain't coming back unless they find a way to. Oh, they'll pay him. No he one's ever really attach his gone. head. He's dead. Oh, he's, no, he's, dead. Head oh, he's dead. dead. That's right. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Unless somebody. Oh, are we gonna pitch the film right now? No, we're not. No, are they gonna take a, a nodule of his? They're nitro frozen, yeah, and clone his DNA. Did you just say nitro fro? Nitro fro. He's a nitro fro. <laughs> Will the three seashells appear? That's that. Uh, if, yeah, are they, they going to actually explain the three seashells? That needs to happen. If that, if anything, no demolition man two unless we get a full explanation. Of That's a Stephen King uh, novel, is it, or am I wrong? The three seashells? No, no, demolition <laughs> man. Demolition man. <laughs> No? no, no. Okay. The Running Man is. Oh, Bachman, the Running Man. The Running Man is Julia Roberts going to reprise her role? It's Sandra oh, Bullock. Yeah, I mean, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Oh, Rob, get out of here! You don't love Demolition Man. Run, run. You can't. Nah, can't shut it I'll down. Apologize. Nah, nah, boo. Nah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test for you guys. Oh, you guys of, really know. Speaking of Stephen King, we have a trailer trashed, and unfortunately, it's a decent movie, but the trailer is pretty awful because, well. I won't say why it's so awful. Let's just watch it because uh, we have two. We just have, we have two. I found one and then I saw this one. I was like, I've never seen a director speak in a trailer. Well, you'll see what I'm talking about. So let's watch it. Hi. My name is Steve. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dick is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories. And I finally decided if you He want is so fucking right, coked out right now. You yeah. want to do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yes. It was my first picture as a director, and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. 
Damn right. This creepy-ass Stephen King. I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friend. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you mean it's wrong with this trailer? Oh, that's, that's Blade. I, 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 I just want to see it because of him. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Look at Emilio. It's <laughs> so cheap. And that's a problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Fucking Lisa Simpson, huh? Yeah. Jesus coming in here. Maximum King. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents <laughs> Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. The sound effects are epic, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, was Stephen King so oh. big at this time, but by having him gacked up and screaming at you in a trailer, that that would draw you in? Like, what marketing? That's what I'm saying. That? When have you ever seen that before in any other trailer it makes history. me want to see the movie even more the movie was good the movie was cool my movies. i like the I'm movie i'm gonna do one now it's unfortunate that the sheen family is really in the rest of this family is really in our trailer trash the last couple of weeks man <laughs> martin and charlie and now Emilio yeah. coming in strong uh, he's not it? wrong when he says all of the all of his other movies were not good for next <laughs> week i i recommend a terrible sheen based movie called rated x which oh, I, has both it. Charlie oh, yeah. and Emilio in it. Right, yep. it was awful. Right. I don't know if the trailer was, was terrible, was but that movie, like, I'll never get that time back. Like, on my deathbed, <laughs> I'll be remembering the time I watched that movie and going, dude, yeah, oh, like that was that, a bad one. I, that kills me that I lost that time. So, Maximum Overdrive, check it out. I'll put the link on the show notes so you can watch it with us. The soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive is really good. Oh, it's fantastic. ICDC, mm-hmm. uh, Who Made Who, right? Who Made Who, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, here we go. But this one here, this one is a great bad trailer. Let's uh let's let's roll. Hard ticket to Hawaii. It has it all. The awesome pristine beauty of the land. I don't know. I oh, this is the worst. Don't do this. This is bringing up some of the worst cringe right now for me. But you wouldn't want to die there. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, but I actually That's you start a trailer for me. I don't, I don't know why this movie is a part of trailer track. <laughs> They're undercover, but not under equipped. The guy that made these films, his whole slogan—he had a three uh, BBB bullets, babes, and something else bombs. Michael Bay. Hard fighting. Agents are everywhere. Have no mercy. Whoa. Well, this has Ron Moss from Gold and the Beautiful. Um, television's Ron Moss. Have no mercy. I think he's a bigger star here than he is in America, but... Is this a porno? No, it's this not a porno. Uh, it looks like yeah. something they play on Cinemax <laughs> after 11. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's, it's not. I'm gonna this tell you guys something. After this is over, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you something. Boo's going to watch this on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this <laughs> is so terrible, man. That's actually pretty cool. This is so terrible. It's oh. a hard ticket to Hawaii. 
Me too. I'm going to tell you right now, I watched every single one of his movies because they all came out or they all came on to Skinamax or Showtime <laughs> when I was like 14 and just hormones everywhere. So I'm well, here, very familiar on the, on with this, this right guy. here. We have his movies right here. I'm we very... Got, we got Picasso triggered. We have I Savage Beach, feel attacked, Girls, man. Guns, and G-Strings. I feel attacked. <laughs> I fucking feel attacked and seen. This is not cool. <laughs> Bullets, babes, and bombs are boobs. Hard ticket to hazelnuts. That's right. Hard oh, ticket to hazelnuts. Dang, man. Well, so I mean, look, go. At, I watched look at Savage Beach down there. It looks like yeah. the exact same people in the exact same mm-hmm. outfit. No, they are. They're supposedly... Um, okay, so this... It's a franchise? <laughs> I actually watch because it's supposed to be like their... They're a, um, a, a spy organization or something like uh, this. Is, this is the booby verse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like a, a, a group of special agents that almost end up in some variation in each of these movies doing something. Yeah. Run it's, for cover. There's no ordinary day in the sun. Dude, that Picasso triggered is like flipping me out. Killing is an art form. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, is that That's the leader of Cobra Kai? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Well, it's time now. After all that, <laughs> unless he's sweating for some reason. I am. <laughs> I, I just feel like I've been walked in on by so my scene, but that's a different. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> two weeks ago, uh, yeah, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, unless he's uh, got PTSD or something going I on. I do. I do. Ugh. This is getting walked in on by somebody. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> oh no, that's awful. <laughs> Let's put your pants back on. Oh, Come on. My God, uh, do they cool at all? I think it's time for a celebrity death match this week. We're going to dive into the world of toys. Toys when we were a kid. In one corner here, we have Carlos Boo Arguello, who likes to pretty much have the shabu <laughs> of toys, where he likes to make his toys. He likes to pay his money and build his own goddamn toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the other side of the ring here, we have Chris Fresh, who's going to talk about He-Man Masters of the Universe toys. Well, let's just say a little, my little son, Malik, he's deciding whether to play with He-Man toys or Legos or Lego, as they say. There's no O's, right? There's no S. There's no way. No, there's no, Lego. There's no, yeah. there's Lego's no Lego. It's Lego. Lego. Yeah. I, I'm just going to tell him if he doesn't play with them, you, yeah, his parents aren't going to love him anymore. So <laughs> well, Boo, he can't play with them because if, yeah. if he does, a piece will fall off. And if that gets lost, you automatically have a defective toy. Where if a young defective. Malik was to be handed something from 1984 that is still going, mind you, from Masters of the Universe, that action figure is ready to go. It's got a soft head for Malik to chew on. That's fine. <laughs> that figure will still sell for hundreds of dollars in 30 years' time. Those things are ready to go. They're there to be played with. Girls can like them. Boys can like them. Who doesn't want the power? I not only want the power. For 30-odd years, I've had the power. <laughs> wow, that's, Boo, that's How's your Christmas that's, that's morning when you get your Lego and you unwrap it and you go, this is a cool <laughs> box. I can't wait to play with it in a few days' time when I get time to be able to build my Millennium Falcon or whatever it's <laughs> going to be. I tell you what I did when I got Snake Mountain, apart from being disappointed that it wasn't Castle Grayskull, I opened it, applied <laughs> a couple of stickers, and I had a whole day in Eternia, baby, a whole day in Eternia. And don't get me started, Boo. Don't get me started on you giving a Raj a Lego Voltron. 
and it wasn't built. It took a Raj 17 months to be able to look at those five <laughs> lines and see them form. Lego. If, if, if I had let him do it by himself, it would have taken it, him 17 oh, months. I w- hey, Boo, I wouldn't have done it. You would, <laughs> you it's kept so it in the fucking box. intimidating. I would have just kept it in the box. <laughs> It yeah. was it was it was a a struggle for myself. So don't okay. don't don't poo poo yourself. Oh, oh and the, oh, have you seen how ingenious Lego is? They're always telling you how clever the people who make Lego are. Oh, look how it's modular. They are up their own ass. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that's so cool. Except if Araj wants to separate those five lions, I'm sure pieces have to be removed. You don't want to lose them, Araj. I'll see you in 17 hours when you finally have those five <laughs> lions separated. Just let me grab this toy over here. Bang, it's done. Masters of Universe, playsets ready to go in minutes. Action figures ready to go in minutes. Let your imagination go wild. Don't tell me to conform to your building instructions, Lego. Let me decide how my play goes. Go to hell, Sweden. <laughs> those those Swedes. Yeah. Are you ready to throw in a towel like Les did the other day? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. I, right. I'm stepping into the ring. Well now. done, though. Well done. Yes. No, that was fantastic. That was great. Um. So yeah, I, I will agree. The people who who do Legos, Legos up its own ass. They're like, you yeah, can't even pronounce it. Get out of like here, that. boo. This argument is over. You said Legos. <laughs> Although some people don't like putting together their own toy, there is something to it. The play that you get when opening up the box, you know, it's not a Castle Grayskull, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and playing with it is the same thing that I get putting it together. You know, you have that final, once it's all put together, you have it all, you see it there, and it's what the box says and all that. All the pieces are in there. You're just like, this is amazing. I'm so happy I did this. So you get the full day experience of having fun that way. It's like a puzzle. Like no, some people don't like doing puzzles, like, some people like doing puzzles. It's like work, boo. They, they're teaching these young children to work for the man in manufacturing factories, dude. That's what they're, they're doing. Because their hands are small so they can work better. He man told you you could have the power where you've been told you have to toil away if you want any form of enjoyment. That's not for me, man. That's not what the United States of America is about. <laughs> key question. Key question, Chris. If if uh, yeah, was it? I, I don't know who makes he he man. Who, who Mattel, wants that's who. Ma- if Mattel, <laughs> if Mattel makes a, uh, if Mattel signs a deal with Lego and they start making uh, Lego he men, what are you gonna do? Don't need to, buddy, because they've already got Mega Blocks, and I tell you what, I keep them in packet because I've got he man toys I can play with. Who wants to build that? I've never, I haven't heard Mega Blocks in years. <laughs> My God. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, what is it? Lego, Lego is a special thing where like Malik right now, probably not even for a few years, I'm going to give him anything. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. You wait, wait, you're not going to give him anything for a few years. <laughs> yeah. No, if it's not Legos, he gets no gifts. <laughs> Lego. Yeah. Like number one, I like it's yeah, I Lego. I, yeah, 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 number yeah. two, the only good thing about Lego, the only <laughs> good thing is the fact that if you can't be asked building it, leave it in that box. And in five to ten years' <laughs> right. time, you'll be able to flip it for high amounts of money. And do you know why that occurs and how so many people are nuts. able to still have sets? Because you get it as a gift and you go, I can't be bothered building this. No child wants that boo. Stop making play about work and make it about imagination. <laughs> that, and that is, that is the thing. Lego in itself already is inordinately expensive. I mean, it's plastic pieces. Good Lord, calm the fuck down. 
and they charge you so damn much. And then you can just turn it around. Not in the, you don't even have to have it in the box. Just all the pieces and people go nuts. Yeah, so, that yeah. Is now arguing against got, no, he's not arguing. No, you, you, no. You've already won this. Yeah, no, yeah, you no, won this good. in the first two minutes. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Um, I got this as a gift and it's still <laughs> in here. It's a Star Wars Lego uh, car. It's the, the scene from Empire. The carbonite yeah. scene. The carbonite yeah. scene. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm not going to open this thing. The only, keep it in this box. You should. That would be pretty cool to put together. The only slight thing I'll give Lego is they do play sets that toy companies don't do anymore, but that's more of a reflection mm-hmm. of the toy industry in general. In uh-huh, Kids don't right. care about toys like they used to. Like my, my youngest, he only cares about his iPad and – playing games on his ipad and stuff like it's it's a sad thing but the power is coming back in 2021 so they claim masters of the universe will come back nobody will buy the toys hopefully the movie makes it to netflix at some point and then i can just still (laughs) play with my toys from 1983 that still exist and look great by the way they do look great they're one of the best action figures ever made but but the interesting thing now is that lego is starting to push the adult aspect of uh, bringing people in. So instead of just doing, you know, kid things or just, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, just, you know, for like the eight year old or the 12 year old, they're having to put together these sets. Like they have the, uh, the DB five from the James Bond movie from, mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from Russia with love or no Goldfinger. Goldfinger. They have that one from Goldfinger. I have that one fucking amazing they have a debbie does dallas line coming out <laughs> probably really good eventually yes you know they really they, good they have the uh they have with the oil charger. of LA that comes with it oh full uh, circle yeah they have the charger from fast and the furious i just put that one together so that one's bitching oh fast and the furious and lego that's <laughs> <laughs> the furious lego yeah i wouldn't have used that as a, as a selling <laughs> it's point. cool let, let me tell you and britney's chat on zoom Oh! <laughs> Let me tell you how much I don't like Fast and the Furious. I'd actually build that Lego instead of watching the movie. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What about John Cena though? Come on, oh. everybody wants to see John Cena. Apologies no. to Emily Lind, who now hosts a Fast and the Furious podcast. She does. Yeah. Does she really? The fans and the Furious. I think it's called. Yeah. Lindo, really? Yep. That's my wife. I had no idea. I didn't even know she was a fan. Take that, Charlotte. Oh, she's not. Oh, she's not. <laughs> it's it, it, it's kind of satirical. Okay, good, good, good. That makes me want to listen to it then. Awesome. By the way, we're going to have the Canto by Dispatch. We are. Wonderful ladies on our road to 200. Oh, so they're what? like, like if this was Mortal Kombat and we were moving up that line of people, I'm the ladder. Like, yeah. pap, pap Daddy's down the very bottom. <laughs> I, I'm just slightly above. Um, Canto no, 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 no. Really gets to the it, point that I, you have to take on two people at once. That's that's not true. I gave you <laughs> multiple Wednesdays. You picked this yeah, one. He gave me the first Sorry. one or the second one. <laughs> Pappas, we were relegated. We were relegated to the bottom. And don't tell me no, that Saunders hits two hundred because I'll be furious. I won't tell you that. you guys. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, so we obviously know that Chris won this battle. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. It's, it's done. You, you won in the first five minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh, at least you didn't throw in the towel like last. No, absolutely bit. not. But people are still buying my toys, so it's fine. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> good point. He, he does and one great thing. And my and, my toys are still on shelves. And my toys are still <laughs> that, relevant. That is so, true. My toys hey, are on shelves it, and irrelevant. Just mine. 
not <laughs> just yours. <laughs> yeah, just yours. Who just threw a uppercut haymaker to get back into this ring? No, after no, no, no. This is when the ref turns around and, yeah, every, and I just see, yeah, I just knock him. Yeah, I will say, Aaron with a folding chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eric's gonna, Eric's gonna agree with me. The the animated stuff that's come out with the Lego, with Lego? stuff has been fantastic. I will, I will give Master you Master of Universe Origins returning to the shelves October 2020. Oh, right in time for my birthday. And then right into the clearance shelf the next day. Everything goes on clearance. Like Star Wars Black Series on clearance every 10 seconds. That's true. That is true. That is true. Oh, man. That was good. That was great. Oh, man. I think that I think that's it for this episode of the Sith list it was a great, great time. Thank you, Chris, for coming on and gracing us with your presence and making us nastier than we normally are. Thank you. I've, I've, I'm all worked up from having to wipe out Boo. Um, like ah. I won't have Masters of the Universe stepped on, not in my house. Um, it's going to take no. a while to calm down. <laughs> but um, seriously, you guys do an awesome show, and thank you for all the episodes of entertainment. Um, and yeah, I won't get to congratulate you in person, but I'll do it now. Like, um, yeah, you guys not only delivering Star Wars news, but delivering the geek stuff it kind of steps on our territory. So we had to move into talking about everything but geek. Um, but <laughs> you do it well. I always say the Sith List is the podcast that when you listen to Geek Dudes, you wish Geek Dudes was. Uh, so no, <laughs> keep, keep up the no. good job. You guys are all awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. And if you haven't listened to the Geek Dudes, if you like us, you're going to absolutely love the Geek Dudes. I will put their link on our show notes. Click on them. Listen to them. They are a riot every single episode. So check them out. Please check them out. And they're going to be on podcast link that we're going to have on there. We're going to have their logo and Chris's beautiful face on there. You just click him, click him, press get, his nose and you'll get right to get, it. Get, <laughs> get your lawyers ready. Um, you can find us <laughs> at Geek Dudes on Twitter. Um, I'm at Chris Fresh on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, facebook.com forward slash Geek Dudes and subscribe to us. Listen to us whenever. I, I hate plugging Geek Dudes because it's sort of like people will find us and listen to us. We're not, we're not an industry. We're not one of the big dogs. Right. We just do what we do. And you do it well, buddy. So keep doing it. And like Boo. <laughs> Mr. Strothers, <laughs> where can people find you? Uh, you know landscape? what? Check out my other podcast, uh, The Bad Motivators, where we talk about Star Wars more or less. And uh, just follow me on Twitter, at Eric Strothers. Hey, stop buying some stuff, Strothers. Like, who got what? Like... RDS on That's Geek Dudes. Saying, That's slaughtering man. who got what at the moment. Like, we're, start getting some toys, baby. Dude, I've, <laughs> yeah, with no gigs, it's been tough. Sell some of That's those, where, sell some of those boxes that you can't actually see who's in them and get some new boxes. Mr. Chansky, King of All Pods, which podcast have you bought out this week, Rupert Murdoch? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yes. buying. I'm not starting a network <laughs> or anything like that. I'm just helping out some friends. Gonna be on, gonna be on a Steel Wars show, our Page Wars things we do that's coming out soon, and then uh, you Very know every cool. now and then Patreon shows for Blue Harvest and the Bad Motivator. That's right, it does his thing. And if we had one, do Patreon for us, if too. we had a Patreon, we'd have King Tom on. Yeah, uh, we, us Thank too. You. If we had, if we had a Patreon, we'd definitely have you, King Tom. All the money would be routed to you, obviously. <laughs> the king's causes, yeah, because you're the king. He's he's our pimp. Yeah. He is our pimp. Mr. Hazelnut Crunch Crunch, who watches Skinamax and 
gets PTSD by watching. And anybody trailers. in our age bracket did too, for sure. I never <laughs> saw any of those, buddy. I, I'm not saying you watched those movies, but everybody here. I had my fun to flash dance. There you go. Still, we've all had oh, our. What we've a all feeling. had a go around. Where can people find you? Well, if you're actually looking for me, I'll be on Twitter. If I am on Twitter at less more seventy eight or on this awesome podcast with these awesome peeps. Oh, that's nice of you. We do not feel the same. <laughs> Mr. Carlos Buarguero, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me here on the Sith list. And Playing on- with your Lego. That's right. Lego my Lego. Lego nah, my Lego. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then work. you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list, boo. And you can find me at the Sith list. No, I won't tell you who's on number 200 just yet because don't I don't want to get this fresh <laughs> mad at us. But we are. <laughs> nicely. But thank you so much for listening to 196. We really, really appreciate it. Can't wait to uh, hit the 200 mark. And you know what we're going to do, Boo, after that? 201. We'll catch you next week on episode 197 of The Sith List. So, so.
<laughs> so, Boo, when you're like doing the Zoom things, does it look like a game of whack-a-mole going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>